Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games podcast. I'm here joined with special guest Micah. Micah, why don't you introduce yourself to the uh, the group I've got here? Hey guys, how's it going? I'm Micah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Fantasy Central One. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be on the show today. Dope. All right, sweet. Let's just get into it because I know we got a lot to do. Um, and these are pretty fun questions, so let's just get straight into it. All right. Uh, so the first thing. Probably maybe the quickest thing, but um, I've been asking everyone on the show what their take is on Derrick Henry, um, and I just like you to tell me why he's overdrafted. Well, I, I, but Derrick Henry, <laughs> it really it's really all about what kind of what format you're playing in, you know? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's like every time I think about, it, I'm like, okay, I gotta I gotta bring down the format because you're you're playing standard. Sure, he can be like a you know a first round player, but PPR, I'm just like, Ugh. you know, I I now I'll never buy on him in PPR. He just had to provides no receiving receiving upside, you know, mm-hmm. nothing to buy into. So yeah, that's where I stand on Henry. I think he's a you know he's a, he's a good player. He's gonna you know have some great big games, but I'm not. I'm not buying him in any leagues, unfortunately. But yeah, no, neither am I. Um, I I worry that yeah, like you talked about, like the big play thing that should stick for sure. Um, I worry with the loss of Jack Conklin. You know what the situation is going to be like in Tennessee on the offensive mm-hmm. line. Um, I feel like the entire right side is either unproven or bad. So I'm just very concerned because I've yeah, you know, I'm a Jaguars fan. I don't know if I told you that in our in our correspondence, but um, I've watched all those shitty Tennessee Titans Jaguars games like a billion right. times. Um, and I just, I've watched Derrick Henry so much that I just, you know, if he doesn't have a good offensive line, can't get out like past, you know, the line of scrimmage without being touched. Um, he's going to have a really bad time. So I'm just very worried about, you know, his even his big playability with the lack of offensive line. Cause I mean, everyone really remembers, I know Derrick Henry was really good in fantasy last year, but everyone really remembers the playoff push that the Titans had and their offensive yeah. line was playing out of their minds. Those games, Derrick Henry was yeah. running all over on because the offensive line was playing so good. So, um, you know, loss of Jack Conklin. You know, definitely playing out of their minds in the playoffs. Definitely, I think, inflates the draft value. Um, and I'm just not taking him anywhere near. I think he's, like, the sixth or fifth guy off the board normally. I'm not touching any of that. Yeah. The one the one thing I will say is he has he has some, you know, some roster positional security. Only the guy behind him is Darius and Evans. Mm-hmm. The guy sure. behind Evans is, uh, I forgot his name. But there's only, like, you know, yeah. a couple guys that can really, you know, bite into his playing time. And Evans will probably get a ton of, you know, PPR value. That's kind of, That's a sleeper guy to... You know, not not a ton, but you know, he'll provide some PPR value for you if you pick him up later in drafts. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that that's also a good point that actually no one I don't think has brought up on the show, which is really good. That it, it, it real. I mean, maybe this is just I should have you know intuited this because that's the situation. But Derek Henry does have no one behind him that's gonna take over the role. That's that's totally fair. So I guess there is some safety in that for sure. Um. Okay. Cool. We hit that. It's dope. Um. So this is something I haven't really talked about, and I've just been doing a lot of like a uh, best ball drafts on Yahoo. So I've been seeing you know, where guys have been going ADP and like how to construct a roster, you know, this year. And this piques my, my interest the most. So let's discuss the tier two, what I'm going to call the tier two of tight ends. You know, these are guys like Waller, Ertz, and Mark Andrews. Um, who do you like the best? Like, are any of them pretty good value picks? I remember last year taking like OJ Howard in the fifth round. And I think that's where like Ertz, Waller, and Andrews kind of like go around. And that was a total bust. So um, why don't we just talk about this? Tell me, tell me your feelings. Well, I don't know. I don't know if Andrews at this point because I feel like he's his ADP is just moving up like every mm-hmm. day at this point. So I don't know if you can really call him like a mid round tight end okay. target. 
but but if if you would like to call him that, I say he's a top guy, like the top dog in this in that case. He because he I I think he only saw like what like forty nine percent of snaps last year. Nick Boyle saw a ton because he's a great blocker, but I mean Andrews is a good blocker too, so he should be able to get some more snaps this year. And when they like yeah. unleash him, and and right. I mean they they have guys out on the outside too. You know you got Marquise Brown, Miles Boykin, so so you can they can put him in the slot. And you know he sh- if he gets say seventy five eighty percent of the snaps, you know offensive snaps. He should be a top three tight end, if not better. So I think Andrews is definitely the guy to target in that, you know. Area. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's no Hayden Hurst, right? That's like a big thing. I mean, guys, you know, you mentioned Boykins and Boyle. That's funny. Um, they're both like pretty big blockers, not as much receivers, right? Mm. Um, yeah. So I mean, that that's that's definitely interesting. Um, do you do you think he's gonna challenge maybe like Kittle or Kelsey this year for like a number two or number one spot even? Man, that's that's tough. I, I that's tough. I'm not, I mean, not even saying I, that he's better, just like you know, more targets. You know, he's probably the best receiver, maybe. I mean, behind Hollywood, I guess, on this offense, it's a pretty good offense. I don't know. I think I think Andrews might just up the ante of the tight end, you know, position overall. You know, we could have like t- three top, you know, tight ends that like we're like, okay, these are the three top ten top tight ends, you know, and then there's the rest of the guys, you know, Andrews, Kittle. You know, Kelsey. That that's what we we could be talking about in twenty twenty one drafts. So we'll we'll see if we get there. But I'm I'm pretty confident that Andrews can just break out and do his thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So what about what about like Waller and Ertz? Waller, Waller. I Waller honestly is probably one of my favorite bet for to be like the most. What's the word? At what's the word? Say, safest in regards to you know. You know what? Because like over at Oakland, you have you know Henry Ruggs, you have Brian Andrews that they just drafted, you have um. Tyrell Williams, so you don't have you don't have like a lot of playmakers. So like in, in regards to the um, um, passing offense, of course you have Josh Jacobs, but you know you have you don't have a lot of playmakers in the passing offense. So you know Darren Waller is going to be that guy. He's going to get a ton of a ton of run. And I I think in regards to you know ADP, he might have more value than Andrews just because you can get him you know a couple rounds later probably unless you you know reach for him early. But mm-hmm. Waller Waller's a baller. He's a baller. That, that I didn't mean to rhyme there, but, but, but it, it works. Though. It works. <laughs> that works for sure. It works. It works. He, yeah, he, he just he just does he does his thing. He's athletic. You can you can you know throw throw him you know a tight end screen, wide receiver screen. He goes down the sideline. I love Waller, man. He's gonna he's gonna do his thing this year. Yeah, I mean I agree. I think um a lot of people are you know putting um Henry Ruggs in position to get like a lot more of the reception. But I I do agree. I think a lot of this still goes to Waller, and I'm not like afraid of Jason Witten mm-hmm. or anyone else on this roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah. This is by far Darren Waller is the best receiver on this team. Although I do like Hunter Renfro, but he's a little um, mm, consistent. That's, that's not, yeah, good. That's a nice little sleeper right there, Hunter Renfro. Uh, yeah, Hunter Renfro's cool. I just worry that, you know, um, he's going to be like a decent bye week replacement, but there's never going to be like weeks where he like goes off, you, mm, you know, because of his hot receiver stuff. I mean, he, you know, there is a way for a slant to turn into a touchdown. I mean, we've all seen, you know, Michael Thomas play, slant, turn slants into touchdowns, right? But like... Mm. Um, I mean, Hunter Renfro just feels a lot more like a serious slot receiver, so it just feels like I don't know, less good. But I, I understand what you're saying, and I and I love Waller. I mean, I love all these tight ends. Um, mm. Maybe besides Ertz, because I'm not too sure how I feel about Ertz going. What like 50-ish overall? I, I mean, it could be mistaken. Yeah. I'm looking at mostly best ball stuff, but I can check fantasy pros. But yeah, what do you think? I, I've been avoiding Ertz overall just because of Goddard. You know, I'm an Eagles yeah. fan. I'm from I'm from Philadelphia, so oh, okay, I cool, you know cool. yeah, look, that's my team. So I, I I I've seen I see how God like Goddard Goddard's a good player, and mm-hmm. I sometimes I I think is Goddard really better than Ertz? Are they just as good? 
But Goddard can provide. He proved it last year. He can, you know, he can do his thing if you give him the opportunity to do so. So I, I think, you know, Ertz's position is safe for now. But if you're in a dynasty league, you should definitely be targeting Goddard before Ertz. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say it, but like, is Ertz even the most talented tight end on his team? I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll yeah. <laughs> like I'm not sure. It's, I've, I've been wondering about. It. I don't know. He could, yeah. I mean, he production wise, he's obviously had the run in the time. Of course, you know, you're gonna say yeah. But I mean, if, for next two to three years, uh, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, th- this year, you know, we're in a redraft league is mostly what I do. Mostly what I talk about on the show. Um, so I mostly look for a redraft league, and yeah, Ertz is probably the guy for sure. But I mean, you know, next year, I mean, Ertz is getting up there. I know he's got like a pretty big deal. Um, mm-hmm. but like Goddard, you know, when it's I think I, I I think it literally lines up perfectly where Goddard it's like rookie deal ends, and then you know Ertz's deal ends. I'm not sure if that's true, but I remember looking that up. It's entirely possible I made that up. But I I mean, it's just uh, just another genius of Howie Roseman, right? So, <laughs> um, anyway, okay, all right, so that's cool. So. We got some Waller, Ertz, and Andrew Stock. Let's move on to another thing I'm pretty interested in talking about: the Browns' offense. Um, I'm mm. pretty hype on Baker, um, but what do you think about Odell? Do you think he rebounds this year? Uh, Odell, man, people, people, it's so, recency bias is, is such a horrible oh, yeah. thing because it like yeah he get. Because you have to, you know, dig into the factors to see why everything happened. You can see that somebody had, you know, 800 yards on 50 receptions and, you know, they didn't, you know, do as well as they usually do. But then then you, you you have to ask, you know, why did this happen? So, I mean, Odell is still a talented player. He's, he's you know, he's proven that year after year. He had, you know, he had injuries last year and that brought him down. He was playing with injuries, you know. So he's healthy now. He's been, you know, he's been working all, all season trying to get, you know, his body back to where it's supposed to be. So I, I think it's very possible that Odell provides wide receiver one numbers again this year. I don't see, I don't see anything, you know, of course you're going to say, oh yeah, because, you know, you know, the, the coach, uh, Kevin, I forgot his last name, but you know, he, he, he's a, you know, a run, a run heavy, he run scheming coach. So like, I mean, I'm sure, but like they're going to have to pass the ball. They got Baker in the first round for a reason. They're going to pass the ball. So right. I mean, somebody, somebody's going to be catching the ball. You know, of course you, you brought, you brought in Hooper. So that should, that yeah. should honestly only help Odell get more open because Hooper should be right. in the middle of the field as well. So yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I hate because we're at this point, we're betting against talent. You know, you, it's, and it's right, yeah. usually when you bet against talent, more likely, you're more, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna lose that bet because Odell's a talented wide receiver and he should be able to do his thing. Yeah, um, I agree with that, and uh, I that kind of goes into another thing I had kind of planned about this stuff. Um, yeah, you said like talent wins out. You're not worried at all about the like uh, I mean Jarvis Landry, Hooper, Chubb, Hunt. You're not worried about that with Odell when it comes to Odell, or like no, I mean. Enough? Cause I mean we, cause you you see like you see the roster at the beginning of the season you see okay it did all these guys you had to feed but during the season everything changes guy I'm not saying I'm not you know wishing injury but it happens guys get hurt you know guys you know underperform for whatever reason you know so many factors play so many you know ways and and the one thing that sticks is talent and that's why talent always wins out because no matter what factors happen as long as you're on the field and healthy 100 on the field you'll most likely do your thing. So I'm, I'm betting that Odell just, as long as he stays healthy, will provide wide receiver one numbers. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I'm, I love where he's going right now. I'm very into taking him. I think he's usually like my third or fourth pick in Yahoo Best Ball. Mm-hmm. Very, very interested in that. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, so you mentioned Hooper. Um, I mean, yeah. transitioning to a new team. You know, you talk about like Odell rebounding guys having off years. You know, 
we've got the full year with Hunt, and then we've got a new team with Hooper, so I'm not sure how they're going to meld. But specifically talking about Hooper right now, do you think he's going to be as good as he was in Atlanta? I think it'll, it's going to take some time. You know, maybe, it might take a couple of games to get some chemistry with Baker, as it mm-hmm. always is, especially with, like, all the, you know, the virus stuff holding back, you yeah. know, in-person yeah. training, in-person yeah, practice. for sure. But so that, that, that honestly might cause him to have a little delay in regards to production to start the season. Remember, maybe, maybe that might affect every offense in the NFL. I don't know. That's yeah. another topic. But it could uh, really fuck with rookies, right? Like, do you, do you remember the lockout um, from I don't know, twenty twelve or twenty eleven, right? Man, I think I don't think I was following football back then. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fair. No, but I just remember that was the year of like Blake Bortles, Christian Ponder, uh, um, like these really bad quarterbacks. But they also had a really hard time, you know, getting in and actually training with guys for their rookie years. You know, not to say that you know that was the whole fault, but that is like a big thing. Like those rookies were mm-hmm. so bad, and you know the lockout was the year before. It's interesting to note. So about the coronavirus mm-hmm. not being able to practice, if that comes to you know ahead an issue, it's going to be a All thing. Right. I totally agree. All right. So I mean, yeah. So. It's it's a, it's a that the Browns have a they have a lot of mouths to feel in the offense, but I think as long as you know, because and then but the thing is though they have a lot of talent in mouth, so they'll, they'll yeah. when they get opportunities, they're going to make the best out of their opportunities, Ch- especially you know guys like Chubb and Hunt, you know they're studs, yeah. so they'll make the best out of the opportunities. Yeah, I mean, do you think Chubb and Hunt are going to be able to survive, you know, together and and both be valuable guys, or do you think it'll be Chubb, or do you think it'll be Hunt? I mean, even I know Hunt's the receiving guy, right? Supposedly, yeah. so Supposedly, I don't know. What yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, it's a new I think, coach. <laughs> right? I think it's. I think they'll both provide at least RB two value in PPR. In PPR, because I mean Hunt Hunt has you know he has good hands. He has you know running ability, and you know they're both talented players, and they're both going to get you know a good amount of carries. Chubb should see probably fifteen to twenty carries a game in that area, I guess. And and if I mean the thing is though. If you if you say that Chubb gets 15, 20 carries, and you say, of course, you know, Hunts gets five to ten carries, that's that is kind of a run heavy offense because they're going to have to get yeah. you know both both those guys you know in there doing their thing. But you know, but still, I, I still I, I think that at the end of the day, you know, Hunt and Chubb will still provide you know decent value. Chubb mm-hmm. might underperform for his eight, for where he's going in drafts right now. You know, he's he's a uh, pretty expensive for what I think Hope will do in, in PPR leagues. But Hunt, okay. I think Hunt, I think is a perfect value. You know, a sixth, seventh round, you get a guy that's going to provide you know fifteen, fourteen PPR points every every week. You know, two, one, two weeks. I think that's pretty good value. And say yeah. Chubb goes, Chubb goes down with an injury. Yeah. You know, for for I good. Know. I don't, I don't, I don't want that to happen. I love Chubb, but yeah. but say say it happens, Hunt's going to go crazy. He could be a he could be the best running back in the league. So I think I think Hunt is a terrific you know value pick. So you think they're a lot farther in non PPR though, right? Or is that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, test. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's. I mean, that's totally fair. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, you know, the game splits whenever Hunt came back. It's yeah. it's interesting to know. I mean, Chubb does have like 500 more yards than him, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting for sure. All right, cool. So that's the whole breakdown of the entire Browns offense. So now everyone is good for that. No need to complain about that. Um, okay, so let's, you know, we talked a little about rookies. Um, let's let's keep going. Um, which rookie wide receivers do you think will have the biggest impact in redraft leagues this year? Hmm. I think I want to know specifically the receivers, yeah. The the running backs are, you know, I think, you know, it's more of opportunity. But I think receivers, it comes down right. to a lot more talent. Right. I think I think it will come down to... I think I think I'm gonna stick to the, with my with my uh my hometown Eagles in school of Rieger just Ooh. just because he, he's the guy. Deshaun Jackson having some you know issues. locker room problems now <laughs> issues now. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what um 
what Rieger does opportunity. He's gonna have, still has to get to adjust to the offense, of course, like you said, with the you know not playing. So we'll see. I mean, not practicing before the season. So we'll see how how that affects him. But I think he'll still, you know, be able to do his thing. Yeah, I mean, do you think? I mean, outside of <laughs> injury to Deshaun Watson. I mean, I'm sorry, not Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. You know, outside of an injury or outside of you know whatever. Do you think Rager has that spot like right now where they're gonna split, or it's just Deshaun's and Rager's waiting? Like, what do you think is? What do you think is happening with that, right? Because I mean, I assume you think he's going to take over, or, or Deshaun's going to get hurt, or something, right? If he's going to be a value right. asset this year, I, I, it's interesting because I mean, Jeffrey might open the season on the uh, PUP list, uh, I, I, so I don't know what's going to happen with Jeffrey. And if Jeffrey is healthy, I don't know what's going to happen with you know who's going to be starting where. It's interesting. I don't. I really don't know where. Rieger, I guess Rieger's going to be the 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 guy the guy next to Jackson on the other side of the field. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure where he's going to line up, but um. I don't know if that really matters. So he'll, he'll probably just be going downfield catching long balls all day. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I feel more like a white side has you know more of the the um uh oh my god, what am I blanking on the other wide receiver's name? We mentioned him literally two seconds ago. Whatever. I think I think our I think a white side it, it might be a little bit slept on too. It might be a guy who's taking a lot of uh a lot of you know catches in the in that offense. Do you, do you agree with that or do you think that he's just kind of you know still a bust or what do you think? Because I remember DJ Shark, you know, I'm a Jaguars fan. He had such a trash year he was hurt he barely played and when he did play he was pretty bad i mean and then he was really good last year so do you think there's any upside for like or think a white side and possibly hurting right here white side is interesting he, he's just, he, obviously he's a slot guy so he'll, he'll he'll be getting some looks there but they i don't know if the eagles like to like their slot receivers much with you know the tight ends they have so they feel like that they kind of play that role I so i mean we'll, we'll see how that goes but um, peterson hasn't been like a tight end you know RPO type guy, so, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so I was like, who's who's like open, like right, you know, in that line of view, and then like you know the the fast guys go down the side of the field. So it's like it's like our offensive identity that has to you know be adjusted a little bit to to help you know Whiteside adjust to the to you know NFL. But I think Whiteside might be in the wrong system. That's you know for his talent, really, so just because of the guys we have and the system we have right now. Well, don't you think, okay, Alshon Jeffrey, that's what I was going to talk about before. Do you think Alshon, you know, works pretty well on the offense? Isn't he, isn't he similar? I thought Arthago Whiteside was like a big-handed, like, big-bodied dude. Am I, am I mistaken in that characters, characterization? I could be wrong. Because I thought uh, he was. Are, are you talking about Whiteside or Jeffrey? Yeah, Whiteside, sorry, Whiteside. Yeah, I think. Oh, Whiteside? Yeah. Yeah, we're sec- second-year player, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, uh, you know, um. Yeah, like, like I said, I, th- I think he'll have to still get adjusted to you know what we're what we're trying to do. I, I think he, he, I'm pretty sure he's a slot guy unless I got that wrong. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I was talking to a few of my Eagles, but I thought maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. That's fair. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is there any is there anyone else besides Rager that you think, uh, for like rookies? Besides Rager, um, yeah, I like Pittman. I love the, Pittman. I'm so happy you brought him up. I love Pittman. Huge fan. I like Pittman. Yeah, I, yeah he, I mean, he's he's obviously going to get the run. Um, You know, you have, you know, Paris Campbell there, Zach Pascal. You don't, you, don't have a, you don't have a bunch of, you know, big, talented, you know, big-name yeah. guys. But yeah. um, as a whole, you know, you got, you know, uh, what's his name, Jack Doyle there? No, yeah. is that, he's yeah. on the Colts? Yeah, you got Jack yeah, Doyle there. Still so you'll, you'll, you'll see, you'll, we'll see, we'll see, you know, how he fits to the offense. But he's, he's going to be, he should be targeted, you know, a fair amount. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Rivers I mean, like, I, likes his big receivers too. So, yeah, an upgrade in the in the quarterback situation for sure. I love Pittman as a talent. I totally agree with all of that. I think, 
Oh man, I'm just really excited to get him in like every one of my leagues. I feel like I want a lot of wide receivers, though, a lot of rookie guys. There, there, mm-hmm. there's so many of them in good in good situations. I think with a lot of you know talent uh, out there. So I'm I'm pretty excited. Pittman is definitely one of them, though. I'm glad I'm glad you brought him up because he is. Oh man, I I don't want to say he's gonna be like Odell his rookie year, but oh man, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling him mm-hmm. in some seriously good weeks on that team. I also want to say how fucking trash the secondaries are in the AFC South. He's going to demolish them. Mm. You know, I'm a Jaguars mm. fan. Like, no, you know, I, didn't, I, I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, my God. The AFC South secondary. Like, who's the best quarterback there? Can you, can you like, name him? Like, I don't think I, I don't think there's any clear guy there because they're all bad or overrated. You know? I so. mean, you could, you could say Minshew Mania. You, you, know, you know what's going to happen. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I meant cornerbacks. Like, cornerbacks, Oh, right? cornerbacks. Yeah, cornerbacks. <laughs> yeah, sorry, quarterback. sorry. No, no way. <laughs> That's fair. Sorry. Um, yeah, I just feel like the AC South has such trash corners. Like, right, guys right, right. In, and, you know, guys like Chark, guys like, uh, I don't even know. Um, you know, in the AC South, they're just going to eat because I think the secondaries are so bad, right? I love Chark. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought him yeah. up. Love I was Chark. hoping to talk about him today. Yeah, do you want to do you want to talk? We can do a little thing. You want to talk about Chark? If you, if yeah, you like. I mean, it's, it's happening to some 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 mid round fantasy football. Uh, you know, guys guys that just you know. Bro, let's do it. Yeah, guys, just could just you know be those league winners. Then Char- mm-hmm. Chark is honestly one of my favorite. He he's just he's he's a lengthy guy. What's he like six four or one ninety? So he's not like he's not like muscular. He's not like he's not like you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna you know body you out body you out you know every time but he's he, he can he's, he'll win the contested catches he'll beat you with length he's a decent route runner and i mean he, he's just a good player and he just broke out so i mean yeah he's, i think he's just getting started yeah i i totally agree i think he took a pretty big step from year one to year two i expect him to be, if he takes i mean if he takes another leap like he did last year oh man the league's in for it now and mm-hmm. uh you know besides the fact that you know he has someone who you mentioned Gardner Minshew, i think is a pretty good quarterback throwing to him he also has a pretty bad defense on the other side. I expect them to be throwing a lot. I expect the Jaguars to be throwing a lot this year. So, yeah. you know, he yeah. had a 118 targets. I think the floor is probably 118 targets again. So, you know, yeah. it's, there's definitely a lot of um, action coming his way. So I totally agree with that. You got um, a couple of names. You still got well, Chris yeah, Conley. I'm not, it's Conley. You got West, D.D. Westbrook. Yeah. No, these, oh, these man, guys. I wish D.D. I wish D.D. was able to break out. I'm just waiting for that. He's good, I think. Just, um... You know, maybe not even good. He's average, but I'm just waiting for him to be good. I, I feel like he could be. Yeah. He, and he, he's always going to be, in, in regards to ADP, he's all, you always see his name right there where you're like, yeah. guys, should, you know, at, towards the end of the draft. But you just know nobody wants him because you, you don't know where you're yeah. going to get. Like, why is he a four or five value at this time? You know? Yeah. His best like games also came with uh, uh, Nick Foles last year and didn't come with Gardner Minshew, which kind of sucks. Mm. You know, yep. just in general. Yeah. I mean, he had, you know, he had 717 yards the year before with 100 targets. He had very similar 101 targets, 66 receptions in both uh, 2018 and 2019. 770 yards, six, you know, you kind of know what you're getting here. I'm just waiting for him to take that next step, that DJ Chark step, and then maybe right. he'll get there. But, I mean, you mentioned Chris Conley, too. That's another reason why I think they drafted LaVisca Chenault is because, you know, they have, like, a, a guy who can go up and get the ball, a big-bodied guy, and they wanted a, you know, guy on the outside. I'm not a big believer in Chenault, but um, he's another guy I- in that offense. You know, I, I, I like Chanel. I think I think yep. the NFL is getting used to having, you know, Swiss, you know, army life type players. Yeah. So I think I think he might play into that new t- type of NFL style of offense. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you said that pretty correctly. He he is, you know, someone that, you know, is like a, a jack of all trades, master of none. I, I worry, though, that his ability to make guys, you know, Col- he's Colorado, right? Yeah. Colorado's division, you know, whatever the big 12. I don't even know what it is. I'm just I just worry that. um his ability to make guys like 
you know, bad cornerbacks miss in college won't translate as well to the NFL, but I mean, maybe it does. We'll see. You're right, though. The NFL is definitely trending in a direction that isn't super old school, you know, new school mm-hmm. with, with guys who can run around and be fast. You know, those are the guys that technically win, right? Tyreek Hill is, is pretty good, right. I think. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there are any others? So we talked about, yeah, you said in the beginning that there are guys that you saw that like, um, that you think are, uh, you know, league winners in round four to eight. Can you name me some other guys? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go with the guy that gets a lot, of, you know, a lot of hate in David Montgomery. He, okay. he, he, he's, he's the guy. You know, of course, Cohen's don't get, you know, the passing, you know, a lot of passes and receptions. But mm-hmm. goal line, Montgomery's the guy. I think, and and redraft your buying opportunity. You got, you don't mm-hmm. have to. You can't look at it as like, okay, he's a boring player. But a boring isn't all that bad when he provides for your team. You yeah. know those. I mean, because you're going, you're going to get goal line opportunities eventually. You're going to get short line opportunities, mm-hmm. you know. So you, and you, the guy is David Montgomery every time as long as he's healthy. Right. So I, I don't, I don't see why you don't want that, like positional security. He has a, a strong safe spot on that team right now, and that's what you're buying. So I, I, in regards to just you know, he might be a boring pick, but I think he really will be like a solid foundation for your team in regards to like a RB two spot, not, not your RB one. He could be RB one depending on who you, who you get later, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. You know, I, although I do always get Montgomery and the other Montgomery, I think Devin, what's the other, the other, who's the guy in Buffalo? Is that his name? Oh, uh, who's in Buffalo? I'm thinking Ty Montgomery and, and all the same. No, not Ty Montgomery. No, no, no. Fuck. What's, who's the running back for, for, um, Whatever. I, I, the running back for the Bills, I was getting confused. Uh, but yeah, no, I think David Montgomery's pretty good. You're definitely right. Pretty much everything you said, I think. He's he's a pretty good value. You probably don't want him as your first running back, but, you know, as a guy yeah. in the mid-rounds, this dude is the, the runner, you know, that has all of the, uh, you know, is going to have all the attention, at least at least running the ball, right? Terry yeah. Cohen, I felt like, took a, took a step back last year a little bit. He is 24 only still, but David Montgomery's a great pick. I, I totally agree. He's, he's going to be a value for sure. He's not, um, he's not, he's not the, you know, he's not the most talented yeah. guy, but he's, he's safe. Okay, he's fine. Safe. Yeah, he's fine. Um, do you worry about like maybe a not great offensive line? I think they were really bad last year. I think they'll be better than they were last year, but do you, do you worry about the offensive line or the fact that, you know, maybe they're not going to be a super good team this year and they'll maybe have to pass the ball more. Is that concern you with Montgomery? Not, not really only because Montgomery got better as the year went on. He got towards the end of the year. You kind of started to see glimpses of, you know, I guess what you were buying mm-hmm. at the start of the season. So that's probably what you'll see a little more consistently this year with you know as you said better mm-hmm. op- offensive lines. So I'm, I'm not I'm not really worried about. It. I think they'll still they'll still run the ball a good amount. You know they want to run the ball. They can't you know so they had to be you know keep the, the defensive guessing. So so I think yeah. they'll keep running the ball. They'll keep you know feeding Montgomery and he'll get ample opportunity. Yeah, um, I I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I so the guy who I mentioned, the running back, is Devin Singletary. I don't know why I get them confused. I think they're going around the same time, and uh, I just imagine them as the same. I just I just think they're the same people. I don't know why. Um, but they're both, I think, pretty good options though, at the price they're going. But anyway, who who else you got there? So anyone else? Hmm. Anybody else? Uh, I yeah, like the fourth. Yeah. I'm gonna give you one more here. I'm, I'm gonna say a guy that I've been getting a lot mm-hmm. that I've just been thinking about getting a lot of a lot of leagues that I've been doing so far this year is is Michael Gallup just because just because of the fact that he's already he's already kind of broke out last year. He already kind of you know showed us that he can be he can provide, and he doesn't even need like fifteen, uh, a bunch of fifteen thirteen a bunch of targets to do. It. He can he can provide a yeah. hundred plus receiver yards and seven eight targets. I think last year he had one game he had like a hundred 
30 plus, I don't know what it was, on like seven, eight targets. It was, it was a good game. Yeah. And that just comes from him being a baller. He can play. You know, he can, he can you know, ball hog. He's a ball hog. He gets the, he gets the ball. He has decent hands. He had a, he had a good amount of drops last year, but I think he can, he, he can improve on that. Mm-hmm. That might come, just be coming from the volume. I don't know. Or, or, yeah. uh, mental well, mistakes. Uh, I, I think but, it's, yeah, got, got finish up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, go so, and yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see what what happens with with Gallup. Yeah, I mean, do you do you think people are just like you know downgrading him because of CD Lamb coming in possibly because like oh, 100%. I, feel like I feel like it's the same offense though, right? Like yeah. it's just substitute out Cobb for CD, yep. and it's like the same offense. So yep. like I, I expect him to do the same shit, right? <laughs> that that's what that's what that's what that's that's what that's what I've been thinking. I think I yeah. I. Uh, put that on Twitter like a few weeks ago. Oh, I was thinking about yeah. that that idea. I was like, yeah, what did, I was like, did Randall Cobb get like, what was it sixty sixty yeah. eighty between that it, somewhere it, somewhere between that number? He got he got Dallas's film like it yeah. is he's a big part of the offense, and yeah. I think C. Lamb's gonna fit in perfectly there. So it just yeah. feels like the same offense. <laughs> oh, CD Lamb probably would get probably between sixty to eighty targets in that range, maybe, maybe a little more. Who yeah. and and Gallup will probably do his thing again. So I don't I don't I don't I don't see why why Gallup's getting you know overlooked again. It's, it's like the same thing that happened last year. It's the same thing. He got overlooked and he got you know, became a value pick. You yeah. got over that he might be a value pick again this year. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, he seems to be in, in, a, in a pretty good space. I feel like he's going like a little bit later than like AJ Green, if I remember correctly. I'm curious actually who is going around. Let me look up like uh, he's going around 70. Okay, so he's going around like Hunter Henry, Mar- Marlon Mack. Is that right? <laughs> Evan yeah. Ingram? That's Hunter Henry? He, he should definitely be going before those guys. Man. Yeah, this is a very yeah, especially weird... AJ, AJ Green. I love AJ Green, but then you draft, draft T. Higgins, who's basically like, you know, kind of taking in his footsteps. So, I mean, yeah, you have two sure. guys that can do similar things. Who gets the reps? Because you're going to have two guys that can do, okay, you're, you know, a big play down the field. I have Higgins and Green that can do the same thing. Who do I throw the ball to? You know, it might come down to who's providing at that point. So, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Was there any? Was there anyone else, or was that that was that what we got? Yes, yeah, we. Yeah. That's All right. Cool. So we're gonna make a transition to baseball stuff. But I mean, was there any other football stuff you wanted to talk about real quick before we move on to fantasy baseball? Uh no, man. Let's talk some baseball. All right. Cool. Let's do baseball because that is coming up in two weeks. I mean, it's the twenty fourth, so twelve days. So yep. you know, get your fantasy yep. dressed now. Yep. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. Man, that's crazy. I'll see this right is, there. It is crazy. I mean, this. The spring <sighs> stuff, I guess, because, right. like, you know, we're not seeing, like, the, you know, inner squad games and, like, you know, normal stuff that happen in spring training. It doesn't really feel like mm-hmm. anything's happening, but, you know, they're training, they're getting ready, things are happening, we got 12 days. <laughs> uh, uh, it's uh, been such a ride. It's just, yeah. Such, such, such craziness, man. Yeah. Ho- um, hopefully, just baseball can ease our minds. We just get some good quality 60 yeah. games in and just help, you know, help us yeah. calm, help us get some sports back, you know. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I could use some sports right now. That would be great. Locked in quarantine for sure, dude. Um, I mean, I'm in, I'm in pretty much New York City, so I've been, you know, in quarantine for forever, pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it hasn't, it hasn't really been fun. But okay, anyway, let's talk some baseball. Um, let's actually. So we just talked about, you know, guys in the fourth and eighth round, whatever, you know, help you in your draft. Let's do the same thing for baseball. You know, rounds five through ten or four through eight. You know, who are the guys in the middle of the draft that you think are going to be league winners this year? When I think of middle draft, I think guys like you know Ramon Laureano. That guy is gonna you know he had he had a couple injuries last year, but he'll still provide you stolen bases in the, in the, yeah. this sixty game season. He'll provide you with a good. He has a good lineup around him, so he'll you know he'll get on base. He'll get your he'll get your runs. He'll get your RBIs. Mm-hmm. He, ha- he has power, obviously that with that sweet swing. I love his swing, but yeah. you know. So I think Laureano is just one of, one of those ideal players to look at in the mid rounds. 
Mm-hmm. True. I mean, that's that's fair. I, I had him on my team last year. I was a little mm-hmm. bit of a believer. I did too. Before. Pretty happy with him. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited <laughs> for mm-hmm. him for him this year. I mean, stolen bases. Yeah, you want. I mean, if you can get that wherever he's going, which I assume isn't like super super late. Like, okay, so I have Ramon Laureano in Yahoo. He is going. Oh God, where do you go? Um. God, I mean, he's around like 100, pick 100, and getting stolen bases back there. You know, anyone who can get to possibly 20 bases from there. I mean, 20 bases in a in a regular season. I don't know what it's going to look like here, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, anyone who can get someone like that, that that's pretty good value. He's ADP, he's got 100, he's 101 ranked. So yeah, that's that's pretty dope. That's a pretty good one. All right, who else? Who else? Let's see. Oh, what, 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 a guy that's been, that's been growing on me a little bit, and Jolie Gallo. I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah. If you're playing in a points league this year, which you shouldn't be, He's he's gonna hurt you. He's probably he's probably gonna kill you. But yeah. probably have like a big stretch where he just he kills you. But in, in Roto, he could provide some serious power numbers this year. So I, I, I actually I'm grow, Gallo has grown on me a little bit. Yeah. Um. He he's a guy that just like personally, I'm just never gonna draft a guy like him in like a regular league. I mean, I don't do points like I usually do regular leagues, but I, I'm just not really. I mean, it makes sense to like, you know, do your lineup where you got, hey, a guy can hit for average, hey, a guy can hit home runs, you know, a guy who's got a good OBP, all that stuff if that counts in your league. Um, I just, I'm never taking Joe Lugello, like pretty much ever at his. I understand. Know, I understand. I'm just, he's just not my guy. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't feel, I just don't feel like I ever want him. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'd rather build, you know, guys who are, you know, good at everything. Um, or, or trying to be, you know, five position players than just guys who are like really good at one. Because I don't want my average to get fucked that much. I don't know. Sometimes. Um, that can be really tough to like rebound and get later because you can get home runs, you know, kind of wherever you want, right? In drafts, and I right. just feel like he's not, you know, worth it. But that's just that's my true. opinion. That's just my guy. But people still love him, and he's still, you know, he's he's a he's definitely a helpful guy if he can hit, you know, some sort of average or you play in an OBP league or something like that. He is definitely a good value if guys don't realize that. So yeah, I get that. Um, are there any pitchers or guys you're interested in in that yeah. uh, in that era or that thing? Yeah, what pitchers are like in the mid rounds? I got. I mean, I had I had a couple of shares of uh, Woodruff last year. I think I picked him up in, on the mm-hmm. in the wire early. Yeah. But I, I, I think I think he's definitely like just like one of those ideal guys. You guys, are, you know, your starting pitcher one. Maybe if you wait on on starting pitchers, your starting you know, yeah, your starting mm-hmm. pitcher one, starting pitcher two. You know, so yeah. I, I think I think he's just you know, he's just he'll, he'll provide consistent you know, ERA. The strikeout numbers will be there. Will probably go to the six seventh if they let him, you know, if them yeah, go that I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, it's kind of I, sorry to go off topic here, but it's, no, it's kind of weird speaking of inning pitches because I don't know how what teams are going to do with their starting pitchers, yeah. you know, especially with yeah. teams like the, the the Brewers, like you know, a decent bullpen. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know how they're going to, you know, handle that. But, but yeah, back, back to Woodruff. I just, I just think he's just, you know, he's a start. He's a, he's just, you know, has that great fastball, you know. Mm-hmm. Solid secondary pitches. He'll he'll do his thing and he'll provide you, you know, a solid ERA, solid whip, solid strikeouts mm-hmm. for you know the sixty games. He's 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 definitely a guy I target. Yeah, I think solid is a great word to use there. Um, I totally agree. I think he's pretty solid and maybe a bit undervalued because he's kind of boring. He's like you know he'll get you like a, a three, you know, a low threes, maybe mid threes ERA and like appropriate amount of strikeouts. You know, Caper Nine's probably around. I don't know eight or nine, right? So he's probably fine. Like I think I think you're right. He just gets undervalued because he's so plain. But that's kind of what you want, you know, to like fill out your roster, right? These guys are important, you know, especially in baseball where, I mean, normally it's 162 games, but I mean, even 60 games, whatever it is, that's still a lot, you know? So I, I, I feel like is, Yeah, he's kind of, it's not like he's, you know, 
he's been doing this for a while. He just kind of just broke out. So yeah, I yeah. think he's kind of he's kind of hungry. And he got he got hurt at the end of last year. I think mm-hmm. he did. Yeah, he did. He got hurt the last end of last year. So yeah. he uh, he he wants to he wants to pitch. So I think he'll just go out there and he'll do his thing with for the Brewers. I'm excited to see him pitch this year. Yeah, fair. All right, cool. Uh, who else you got? Talking mid rounds, right? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, my my guy Sonny Gray. Okay, I, cool. Yeah, let's talk I, about Sonny Gray. He, he, he's such a... He, he's been a fan... I, he, I'll say he's been a... Yeah, he's been a fancy headache. That, that's what he's been. Up, yeah, up until last season yeah. when, he, when he just... Right, right. Just, I mean, I he's know, the opening day starter, I think, too, right? I think he's going to yeah. be opening for season. Yeah, I think he is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, speaks nice. to your argument, right? He's, he, he's earned that. He's yeah, earned probably. It. Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay, yeah, so what do you like about Osuna? Because you got to convince me, because I'm, I'm not a... I don't like taking Cincinnati pitchers. I don't know if that's too old school or whatever, but I'm not interested. So it's it's, it's really just the the secondary pitches for me. It's slider and curve. They're they're I, I forget all the specifics on what I read, but his the spin rate on the pitches were just very potent. Like they like that, and it just made it very hard for batters, you know, to catch up to. So you know, they oftentimes they they missed, and you know, it, that that tied with a decent fastball. You know he, he's a hard pitcher to hit. That's why his cage was so up. He, the, I mean, towards the end of the season, his his uh, uh, control started to wither away a little bit. But I think, you know, he still figured out a way to make his, his strikeout stuff still work. So his case still remained the same, and he still kept you know runs off the boards. So I, I think what you're getting here is a player that could have some problems with with his whip, but I think the case will definitely yeah. be there and will definitely provide mid to high. You know, three point five, three point seven five ERA. I mean, that's solid when getting that. Yeah. You know, your round pick a hundred. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, can I throw out some names that I have, and I just want to see if you think they're they're guys who who would fit on a list like this? Is that cool? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Let me just throw out some names. Um, Zach Greinke. Oh man, I love Greinke. He's, he's, I mean, he's going by like forty six, so he's kind of on the edge, but like he's, yeah. he's kind, he's kind, he's kind of like a early mid round player, but. Mm-hmm. Greg Grinky is a control artist. I'm a, I'm a, I love control artists. So that that's one of my favorite pitchers of all time. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll always grab the guy that can go deep into the game and have four strikeouts and zero walks. You know, that, yeah. that's 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 what, sure the strikeouts won't be there, but you can get strikeouts anywhere else. You want the guy that can keep your ERA and whip down because those are like you know the bigger true. categories. Very true, totally agree. Um, what about Lucas Giolito? Giolito. Gilo, you'll 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 get your strikeouts. You know, you'll get you'll get your you know your innings pitch. He just broke out. He just you know kind of found his groove. But I I, I love what he did. I love his stuff. I I think I'm I I'll take Gilo every time. He's I'm not afraid to take him in drafts. You know. Yeah. I think I, mean, I think he's I think he's legit. Yeah, me me too, hundred percent. I also think the White Sox are really good. Um, I think they'll be yeah, good oh, this year. So. They're, they're, the White Sox are going to be. I, I I don't use the word amazing a lot, but I think they're going to be exactly. amazing. Awesome. That's what I like to hear, man. They're they're going to be so good. They're going to be so good. Yeah, I feel that. All right, cool. So, I mean, um, I've got Vladimir Guerrero here because he's ADP is like 50 and he's ranked 58. Like, this is him last year as a rookie, what I thought he was, you know, his AP. So, yeah. And no, last last year I think he was going or even earlier in some leagues, awesome. like 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 yeah. third or fourth round. It was ridiculous. Like the hype was unreal. And yeah. now he's he's backed up a little bit. He could in, a, in sixty games he could just tear the cover off the ball. Yeah, I'm you a know? huge fan. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of guys, especially who are like, um, you know, they have like a, they they were hyped up and they kind of had like a bad year, and it's like you know, they, instead of you know last year breaking or whatever thought they they break up the next year, you know, whatever that's called. I forget what it's called, but I'm very into those guys, guys like that. I feel like Vlad mm-hmm. fits the fits the mold, right? 
Um, yeah, huge fan. What about Trevor Bauer? His ADP is 89. I feel like that's uh, all... Trevor Bauer, man. Yeah. I, I, people people kind of, you know, conveniently forget that he was not that good of a pitcher before he broke out, the, you know, last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. It was kind of like a, you know, mid 4.5 ERA, you know, some strikeout mm-hmm. upside until he finally, you know, figured it out. Excuse me. But I, th- I think, you know, 60 games, I don't know what you're going to get. So I, I, I'm not really confident. Like if I take Bauer in the draft, I'm not confident that he'll be like, okay, okay. he'll go up to his ADP. Yeah. I think he still has talent, but I don't, he, had, he struggled, you know, figuring out last year. So I don't know, especially after all this, you know, so him being on social media, the mental aspect, he's been active in the social media stuff. I don't know if that's going to affect him on the, on the field, but he's, uh-huh. he's been doing a lot of, you know, a lot of talking, a lot of digging. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> We'll, we'll see what happens, but he's yeah. Ho- hopefully, he's been focusing on you know trying to get consistent with his you know going in every you know outing he goes to. That's mm-hmm. was kind of his problem this year. Yeah, towards well, the end of last year, man, I thought you liked Cincinnati pitchers. What the fuck, dude? You totally yeah, crazy, man. I, the fuck? I like some of them. I like some <laughs> of them. I like most of them. I should say. I like most. Of them. <laughs> okay, Bauer, that's fair. Bauer's a guy that just. I like Bauer, but he just needs to show me one more, just show me one more time over like one more 150 plus inning sample that he can do what he did last year. Then I'll be like, okay, okay, this, this guy's legit. I mean, that's fair. That's totally fair. I I don't mind being discreet. I'm probably gonna. I mean, the ADP seems a little low for me, but um, so I'm probably taking him at like 90. I think that's a good spot. But I mean, that's totally fair. If you if you think he's got like a lot of high variance, which I totally agree with. You know, he didn't figure it out until you know last year a little bit. I mean, he still ended up with a 4.48 ERA. So, you know, not great, but um, definitely strikes out a bunch of people, which I'm interested in. Um, But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's totally fair. I I like discriminant, you know, sharpens my abilities. All right, let's move on to another Cincinnati player, Nick Castellanos. He's got an ADP of 90 on Yahoo. The the guy guy that went to the, uh, what was it, the Cubs and just went crazy. I mean... I mean, he he came out. I was it was coming as coming out party. He he was he was the guy. I think he had what fifty eight doubles last year. He's a doubles machine. Yeah. Oh my god! You know, yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I don't know how he does it. I don't know. But that tell that should tell you enough though that if a guy knows how to consistently find the gaps and find the holes in the, in the yeah. offense, and I mean, not, I'm sorry, not the offense in the defense, then mm-hmm. that's a guy that you should be targeting. He's that's a talented player. Now then yeah. he finds he finds the power. This is I honestly over six hundred fifty seven hundred and you know. Played appearance sample. I wouldn't be surprised to see Castellanos hit forty home runs. That wouldn't surprise yeah. me at all. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a big fan of his power. I, I wouldn't be <laughs> surprised. Too. I don't know how he was signed so late too. I feel like he was like not one of the first yeah. guys signed. Anything else? He was crazy to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, you talked about hitting all the doubles. Like, you know, we go to the Great American Small Park. Like, maybe those doubles turn to home runs, and he gets like a bunch of yeah. home runs. That's yeah. that's well within the realm of possibility, I think. So, is is the Reds ballpark a pitcher's park or here's park? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. You like the pictures, so I don't know. Is it a pictures mark? I'm not sure. I forget that. I forget that little te- that little step. But we'll, I'll have to check up on that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, uh, let's do one more. What about Josh Bell? I'm a huge believer in Josh Bell. Ever since he hit that pinching grand slam his rookie year, and I had him on my fantasy team for no discernible reason, I was, I just love him ever since. Yeah, I was digging into Josh Bell a lot this all season. I, I he he was used like a player of two, you know, two different halves last season. The first half, he he was he was he was he was. I'm not gonna say it, but he was the MVP candidate. If there was MVP in the first yeah. half, he should he, he might have we might have won yeah. the award. But second half, he just you know stopped hitting. But <laughs> what I'm confident that whole, it was kind of like just him figuring out because he his you know. Yeah. 
Walk percentage still stayed like I think it was around thirteen or fourteen percent, and his K percentage was around sixteen and seventeen percent. So he was still he still had great days, you know, great plate discipline. But he mm-hmm. was he just wasn't hitting the ball. So I'm confident that he'll you know in the future he'll just be able to cut, tear the cover off the ball throughout the whole campaign. You know. Yeah, I I think so too. I mean, I feel he had like a really like a great average like halfway through the year. If I'm crazy, yeah. maybe yeah, yeah. for sure second half. Yeah, he had such a great. Oh my god, he was batting three hundred two. Um, and the second half, he hit two, 233. But, I mean, he still ended up with, you know, 37 home runs and, like, 100, 100 home runs. It was pretty good. <laughs> I know we talked yeah. about home runs and stuff being, you know, uh, easy easier to come by. But I still, man, I really believe in Josh Bell. I think he's only getting started. So I think he's only getting started, too. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, all right, cool. Um, okay. So, all right, let's move on to the next question. Um, I am super trash at identifying prospects, like, for fantasy baseball purposes. Um, I know this is, like, a pretty different year where they're going to, like, expand a roster and, and all that stuff. I mean, and there's a DH too. So um, I'm just curious if you have any like tips on rookies or prospects that you know other people might not be thinking about or might be a little bit you know off the radar to some people. Uh, who, who do you, who do you have there? Well, in regards to rookies, are rookies and prospects this year are just complicated? Unless unless you're a guy that's like been like we're unless you're a guy that was like most likely about to come up at some point in 2020. It's gonna it's gonna be you know hard to get you you know playing time this year unless you're like you know a Dylan Carlson or Carlson or like a mm-hmm. uh, I don't know Kopech uh, but Kopech opted out of the season so don't don't consider him guys but <laughs> but there, there's, sure. there's just, just those those you know prospect names that just you know I forget the other I forget everybody but you know the Roberts you know Odell yeah. Adels those guys that could that could be coming up this year. Those are the guys that you probably want to want to consider targeting. I definitely target Carlson. Adele's a guy I think about targeting. I don't know. Of course, you're targeting Robert. You know, so it, so rookies, it's 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 complicated. It's all it all it all depends on each rookie. I think when you break it down, it depends on each rookie situation, individual mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm just I'm so trashed. I don't really have much to say on the topic. To be honest, I'm just I, I'm just trying to learn. You know, best yeah. I can. Listening to other podcasts, listening to other people tell me who to look for because. Man, it is it is enough keeping track of like the Mets. You know, I'm a Mets fan. It's enough keeping track of their prospects and all that stuff and who's coming yeah. there. But keeping for every other team, I'm gonna blow my fucking brains out. So yeah, yeah I just try and listen to other people. Um, okay, cool. So moving on to the next one. Um, let's get more like focused on like a specific player. Let's talk about Pete Alonso. Um, yeah, you know, like I just said, I'm a pretty big Mets fan. I love Polar Pete, huge fan. I think I like McNeil better, but that's okay. Um, just as like a player. But um, Pete Alonso is going 25th. Um, um. Fantasy pros, do you think this is an appropriate ADP, or what do you think? Uh, man, I, as you as, back to the point we were talking about earlier, you know, you can you can get power, you know, at almost anywhere in the draft, and and you know, almost anywhere. But still, like you know, Alonzo, he's going he, last year. What it was it? Uh, Fifty home runs, hundred RBI. 260 mm-hmm. average that type of player. I don't know. Home if you, runs, 120 RBIs. Yes, it was insane. It was insane. I don't. I don't know if you if you want to bet on that band average staying you know at least decent in a shortened season because yeah. the the main reason he struggled last year is because he, he was had a hard time hitting breaking pitches so if that if that I, you know unless he was working on that during the offseason unless that if that you know problem lingers i don't see how he'll hit for 270 280 you know and then you have a guy that could and then i mean then you think you know back to the gallo thing you, they're honestly kind of the same player regards you know band average and yeah. power you know so Alonzo, I love I love Alonzo's power, but not this year unless he, you know, figures out versus breaking pitches. I'm not confident he'll hit for a decent average, and that could hurt you at that low of ADP. Because around yeah. that ADP, you can get guys like uh, I don't know, Flaherty, you know, mm-hmm. 
uh, Albies, Cattell Marte. You can get a lot of yeah. good players. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth it at that at that you know draft position. Yeah, so I've got two things pretty much for why I'm not taking Pete Alonso in any of my drafts this year. Um, I could take yep. Josh Bell at pick 96 and be just as happy. And mm-hmm. Pete Alonso in the first half um, of the year, he hit. Um, and this was in, you know, 84 games. He, wait, am I dumb? Wait, I'm looking through. No, I'm looking through the person. Okay, sorry. So I'm, oh, so I'm looking at the second half. I'm sorry. Looking at the second half in, uh, in 72 games, he hit 235 and 23 home runs. Like, I feel like that could be his, you know, 20, 2020 season, and yeah. I'm not looking to pick that 25th overall. Yeah. So, two, yeah. Two, thir- 230 is scary, man. 230, yeah. <laughs> 240 And that's what I feel like he, he, that's what I feel like he might be. Like, going forward in the future, he might be like a 240, 250 hitter if that slugs, you know, 40 to 50 home runs, but that might be who he is. Um, I'm, I'm worried that that's who he's getting, and that's not worth, you know, that kind of pick, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, not great. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next thing. Unless you had anything else to say about Pete. I think that was it, right? Ah, that's all. That's all. That's, we no. talked down on him enough. Oh, sorry, sorry, Pete, if you're listening to this. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, we apologize to Pete. He definitely listens. He's one of my five viewers. No, <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah. I mean, let's yeah, let's just move on. Pete Alonso probably not worth the ADP. Um, okay. Do you have any draft strategies for fantasy baseball? Like, are you always the guy that's going to wait on catcher, or are you waiting on starting pitching because you know they can get injured? They're pretty volatile. All that stuff. Do you do you have anything? You know, like I, the one strategy that I know, and this isn't even fantasy baseball, but it's just like fantasy football, like the zero RB strategy. I'm never doing anything like that, but I'm curious if you have something for fantasy baseball. Yeah, I I always approach it in just like a a consistent build. I never, I I always, I don't, you know, say oh, let's go three pitches in a row, because that's not that's not you know the best use of your ADP of your you know your draft capital. You only have so much draft capital you can use, so you know you want to get the best out of everything. So I always try to build build you know from my in regards to offense. I always try to build from my infield up. So I always try to get you know interesting the best second baseman, the best shortstop. I'm revealing all my secrets here, but this is, this is what I do. The <laughs> best, the best, the best. Uh, Wait, why you know, is that? Like, why do you go infield out? That's interesting. You're, you're, you're going, you, obviously, you know, guys in the late rounds, like, you know, say Dancy Swanson, or, you know, that you can get like a round pick 200 that could provide, you know, a lot of steals and, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, power, whatever, average at this, you know, middle, middle infield or corner infield positions, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, you, you, you can get, when you get guys like, you know, uh, what you call it, Lindor or Turner? Those are those are those are like staples. You know, mm-hmm. these are guys that that will you know provide for your team. And mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to find that at certain positions later in the draft. So, and but when you build from your when you're infield and you know out outfitters, you can always get. There's always gonna be the Kyle Schwarbers, the Kyle Tuckers, the Shinshu Chus. Oh, they're always gonna be, and there's always a lot of them. You always get be able to get outfitters later. But if you build your infield early, you can always you know be able to get top players at those positions so you won't have to worry about you know them later when everybody's trying to rush in to get their third baseman you know mm-hmm. that, that that's why that's why i view building my offense offense in fantasy baseball mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's, fair. that's an interesting interesting strategy i never really thought about but you're right i mean with the glut of outfielders that can hit 30 home runs it's kind of like why pay up for one when there are yeah. infielders that can steal and do other things you know be five category guys pretty easily um yeah that's an interesting strategy um mm-hmm. do you think when it comes to pitchers are you um like do, do you just think, like, that's ah, fine. Like, I'll take them wherever, wherever I'm appropriately drafted. Or are you just looking to get, you know, guys in the later rounds because you don't want to invest too early and then that guy get hurt and you're boned? That's actually exactly it. I mean, that's, that's not exactly, but that's, that's a mm-hmm. round run of what I, I, I think, you know? Because I'm, I'm like, I, I, I sometimes 
always try to get like you know a, a top tire closer, you know, because I want I want that guy that's gonna uh, you know give me saves for sure for sure. But you know, in regards to pitchers, I I find myself always waiting this this season. I always wait for pitchers. I don't I don't like I'll I'll take Trevor Story, Cattell Marte, JD Martinez, those those guys you know before I take a pitcher because mm-hmm. I want offensive you know. An offensive foundation, and usually I'll, I'll try not to, you know, I'll try to take guys that, you know, as I said, they're in my infield, like a top mm-hmm. second baseman, a top shortstop, a top third baseman, top gotcha. first baseman. Gotcha. The, the, I got, I got the guy that you know will stay there all season. Then I build, you know, again mm-hmm. grab one of the hundred outfielders later, you know. <laughs> so it, sure. that's that's for, that's for offense, but for yeah, for starting pitching, I always just wait. I try to, you know, a lot of leagues I had my first, you know, starting pitcher as like you Darvish or even, you know, even more so. Sonny Gray, Brandon Woodruff, or one, you know, one of those guys. One yeah. of those guys you can grab later, you know. And I've had, you know, Frankie Montes one league. You know, I have, I have no problem with that because those still provide you with value, especially mm-hmm. if you can get you know closures that can help with your you know saves and ERA earlier too. So I'm a yeah. big fan of getting the guys like you know Asuna and Hader before them too. Dope. All right. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Sweet. Um. All right. Last thing I want to talk about, like with the shortened season, do you think? I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you think there's like any impact to specific positions, like starting pitching? Like, do you think that guys will go longer? Maybe because they don't have to throw as many innings. You know, uh, managers will be more comfortable being like, "Hey, if this guy can pitch eight innings, why not let him pitch eight innings? He's only going to do sixty this year." You know? Do you think that's happening, or do you think there's any like thing to that, or how do you feel? It's, it's interesting. I I think that that's nothing you have to take team by team. Because mm-hmm. some teams will definitely approach it differently, depending on you know how how the roster is, is uh, set up at the moment. So uh, it's 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 definitely it's it's a player by player thing too. Because you say you have a Verlander or a Scherzer, obviously they're gonna they're gonna you know the manager's gonna let them you know mm-hmm. go as long as they want, obviously you know because they're the guys. But you know other guys, you have to be more mindful of how long the manager you know will let them go, especially if like a young pitcher like say Lazardo maybe, mm-hmm. you know. I love Lazardo, huge fan. Yeah, like uh, early, I, I, what during all that, all the hype, I put him early, in, like kind of top ten in my starting pitcher rankings. But thinking more on, on it now, I might have to move him back a little bit, just because of okay. how I think managers will handle, you know, certain players' workloads. So it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird, but I think they'll definitely be yeah. more conservative, and especially with all you know the virus, they'll be more. Everybody, I mean, they might be more, more conservative with everybody, honestly. So we'll see what yeah. happens with that. Yeah, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Um. Okay. Um, I, that's all the questions I prepared. I'm actually curious. I want to ask you one thing. I want to ask you about a specific player. Um, just, this is off the cuff. Sorry, I should have provided you with this, but how do you feel about Jorge Alfaro, the catcher for Miami? Do you, do you have any strong opinions towards him? Cause he's the guy mm. I'm grabbing a lot and I'm a huge fan of him. I know this wasn't prepared. I'm just curious cause we have a little bit of time. Alfaro is a, is a interesting player. He, he, he's. You know his play discipline is not there. He, he swings and misses. He has a high swinging strike rate. You know he, high K percentage, but he has he has the power. But he has a he's a fast guy apparently. He has a high percentile sprint speed. So mm-hmm. there's some steel upside there apparently. I don't know why he's not running, but maybe he's, I don't know because he's a catcher. But uh-huh. <coughs> I think what you're getting for my fire, you're you're getting that you should get that power, and I think he'll make for the decent you know catcher two and two catcher formats. I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know when he'll, you know, he'll start to figure out how to, you know, hit consistently. And the average might not always be there, but he's he's in he's an interesting developmental catcher to to watch. Okay. All right. Cool. Gotcha. Um. All right. So that's all the questions I have. Uh. Do you have anything for me or anything else you want to say before you plug your stuff again? Uh. Nah, man. All right. Dope. Yeah. All right. Hit me with your hit me with your your Twitter again and everything. 
Yeah, uh, you can find me at uh, Fancy Central One. That's uh, Fancy Central, the number one. And um, yeah, I this is fun. <laughs> yeah i'm happy to have you on i love your twitter account i think i've Thanks, man. About this a lot. i fucking love your twitter account it's something i pay attention to a lot um it's yeah. pretty dope so please check yeah. check him out his shit is awesome um all right so that's all the time we have for today and stuff and i thought that was a pretty good episode we really hit both of them uh both fantasy baseball fantasy football really well and that's all i cover on this podcast so that's good um all right peace out all right stop that's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L. <laughs>